0: Episode 5, In the House. It's essentially take two for... I'm hearing shit. You guys hearing shit?
1: mm I did when you said two.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the fuck's that all about. All right, let me restart. Okay. Episode 5, Dropping In the House right now. It's essentially take two for our season preview for the Seattle Mariners we'll get into that in a little bit but I wanted to welcome my co-host the choster
1: when you hear that when you hear that beautiful jingle you know the man
0: he's in the house
1: he's in the house he's following right behind it's the big soup dog l super
0: Shoopster, uh we're not alone for this episode we've got a We've got a full episode third guest. I want to bring in Jassie McMillan, my mariner's expert. Jassy, how you doing? I'm
2: fantastic. I'm so happy to be here, boys.
0: Uh, Jassy, you don't have a you don't have a theme song to introduce Welcome yourself? Back.
1: Welcome back. Yeah, oh where's that God. intro? Oh
2: so, <laughs> I I am a karaoke queen and they call me Jash Tray.
1: Oh. oh that's awesome.
2: I- Tray? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jesse, Jesse is a huge, a huge Mariners huge fan, one of the biggest the that biggest I, know. I know, and I'm bringing her on for a few reasons. One, she's uh, going to bring some insight for the Mariners, but also uh, she uh, recommended to us one Shoop and I, one of Shoop and I's favorite uh, recommendations for a name for our for our podcast here. And so Jesse, I'm sort of springing this on you, but I think Shoop and I might be leaning towards. The Nuts, starring Pet Shop Eddie and Shoop Dog. What do you think about that?
1: These
2: Nuts. I love it, I love it so much.
0: Sweet. The
1: Nuts, <laughs> I like that too. How about this for an intro song, <laughs> Jesse? How do you like that, Eddie?
0: Well, I think of Dennis Miller.
1: <laughs> Did he have that song?
0: I think Dennis Miller had that in his HBO song way back in the... In Late 80s or early 90s, I forget yes. when it was. Um, so welcome to the oh, fifth well. installment of our podcast. This one might be a little bit longer than the others, so please settle in. Hopefully you're driving and listening to it, or on the potty, listening to the potty, as Shoops likes to say.
1: When you're on the potty, listen to my potty.
0: I mean, you can't argue with that. Uh, a quick note about the Mariners season preview. I had a second guest, Michael Johnson, who's, uh, you know, one of the other huge Seahawks, <laughs> Seahawks, Mariners fan, he's also a Seahawks guy, uh, Mariners fan that's out here in Seattle with me that I've gotten to know over the years. He was going to join us, he did some preparation for the season preview, but at last second he had kind of a family thing that he had to bail out. So we'll just do a part two with Michael, but, um what I wanted to segue in with that is, our trivia answer from last episode was Mariners based and Michael, boy, oh boy, did Michael just absolutely slay the answer. Um, We actually had the OG season four, which didn't make the air and Shoop and Jassy kind of chimed in on their answers. And then Michael sort of put a cap on it and he just absolutely cherry picked the correct answers. He threw away the wrong answers and he was just, he's just the man. So the, the question was, who were the, what, essentially, what's the top 10 single season batting average for the Mariners? And when you look at the top 10, there's only four guys that make up that list. And the answers were, of course, Ichiro, which I think you got, Jassy. Edgar, which I think Shoop started and, and Jassy said, yeah, that's correct. And then, Jassy, I think you also said A Rod. So that was a really strong answer. But then Michael comes in with Brett Boone, and that was genius because Brett Boone was not known for his average, uh you know, Boy, hitting. That f-
2: was me. <clears throat>
0: Wait, you said Brett Boone?
2: Yeah, I said Booney. Okay. But
0: it's okay. I, I think, don't mind I, Michael Well, okay, Jesse. I think you got three out of four. I think maybe he got A-Rod. Yeah, he got A-Rod. Yes, okay. So, yeah. Jesse, you I did get three I'm out four. of four. I just mixed up my Mariners because I'm not a huge yeah. Mariners guy. Jassy got three out of four, Michael swooped in, correctly took those three and then added a rod. So regardless, Jassy, what a great pull for Brett Boone because he's not known for his average and he had a great year in two thousand one. I think he hit three thirty one. So that's the answer. Go ahead.
1: He slipped and fell on that needle. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Shub, I, I love that Shub put Buner in there because I love J. Buner so much that I knew, I knew right away that that was incorrect. Jazzy, I love him so did, much for saying it. Did you hear
0: his joke, Brett Boone slipped and fell on a needle full of steroids that year?
1: Yeah, he, he slipped and <laughs> fell on a 330 needle. Yeah. Popeye.
0: So that's the answer to our episode four. Trivia. Um, the new trivia is an NBA one. I I've, We've had a couple of different sports now, and I wanted to go NBA since we haven't an NBA. And so I'm interested in your guys' genu- genuine reaction here, but we'll also hopefully get some comments. Oh, you know what I've completely forgot? Uh, before I get to the trivia, I forgot to say that we are working on getting our pod on different pod on different podcast platforms so today i was looking at how to do that and i went on to the amazon podcast and it was like click here to add and i clicked and they're like accept our terms and conditions and i clicked to accept the terms and and i'm like okay you should be good to go in, in about 24 hours we'll let you know and i was like wow that's easy so i did that for spotify and it was the same thing hey click here to add click here to accept move on yeah great 24 hours then i got to apple Okay. So first of all, I know Apple rules the world. So if anybody who's, you know, powerful and influential in the, in the Apple world is listening right now, maybe it's time to go get some popcorn and don't listen for the next minute. But I am such an anti-Apple guy. And here I go. I'm adding it to Apple and they're like, Oh, it's so easy to add the Apple podcast. Home of the greatest platform in the world. Everyone loves Apple. Here, just click here. So I click there. Okay, you gotta create an account since you don't have an app. Okay, create an account. Okay, well you gotta put in a payment method even though it doesn't cost anything but just in case down the road you want to buy something you can't really finish your account until you add your credit card. So I'm adding my credit card. Okay, you're still not really done because you gotta get an iTunes. I mean, I had to jump through 15 hoops to get my friggin' account set up. just uh, I can't stand Apple and all the pretentious Apple users and all the Apple's the greatest thing since sliced bread when really Android comes out with the same thing Apple does about four years prior and then Apple is like, look at his great invention. Uh, anyway, moving on. Eddie,
2: Eddie they're going to be asking for you guys. You boys are going to be so popular. Don't even worry about it.
0: Dude, well, are you
1: good? Are you good after that?
2: Yeah, or? like we feel. Yeah, we're, we're feeling your emotion. I
0: was already, I was already, damaged, already damaged, and then the yeah. process of trying to get our pod on Apple Podcasts has put me over the edge. But the whole <laughs> thank point you for of me—the <laughs> whole, the whole oh, point—the <laughs> whole point of me bringing it up is that hopefully, across all platforms or most of the huge ones, you'll be able to comment and put your answers down for this trivia question that I'm about to ask. So, all that for this. There's only one active player in the career rebounds per game all-time top 20. So you look up for career, most rebounds per game, and there's only one dude who's actively playing in the NBA right now do you know who it is off the top of your head, Jassy? You're first. Um, no. <laughs> Shoopster, Shoopster, any guess?
1: Uh, so, out of the, I'm sorry, I'm trying to understand the question. So, there's one player who's atop the all-time rebounding stats, rebounds per game, and he's active.
0: Rebound? The, okay, there's. I looked at the top 20 in rebounds per game of all time. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure Wilt was first. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. Yes. So Wilt Chamberlain, throughout his career, averaged 22, almost 23 rebounds per game. So he was an absolute stud. Okay. Bill Russell comes in second. Bob Pettit third, and so on. And so I looked all the way down to, through the top 20. And there's only one guy in all the top 20 that's still actively playing. That's my question. Do you know who oh. the active guy is?
1: I'm going to go with Mr. COVID, Rudy Gobert.
0: Ru- okay, Rudy Gobert. Your audio is a little funky. It kind of popped out at the very last second there. But Rudy
1: Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy
0: Gobert is your guest. Jassy didn't have one. So we will check in next episode. With the answer to that trivia question, but get them in the comments. Podbean, hopefully Apple, definitely Spotify, definitely Amazon, where you find your podcast. So we're trying, we're trying to grow here and get this thing available to wherever you listen to your podcast. So look it up. Worst bets segment, shoopster. We're gaining, oh, that, we're gaining some success here. You and I it's both had a good even. week. Well, that's exactly what I have you it down for, is even, dead even. Uh, Shoot, you won San Diego State University minus two for 100 units. And it was, what was it, the conference final or the semifinal?
1: That was the championship.
0: Championship, the so the conference, conference final, and they won by four, I want to say, or I six maybe. Five, okay, yeah, way, four or I five. You, you got your 100 units, and you are back to even. I also had a really good week, uh, with a net gain of 80 units because I had Harden over assists. It was 10 and a half. I actually was up at the sports book and put a real live bet in on the same bet. So I did pretty well, uh, in real life too. But here in our pretend worst bets, I got a net of 80 and I'm taking a net of 80 because I also put $10. If you remember talking about the, uh, players championship, I said I was going to put 10 on Will Zalatoris and 10 on Rory to both either win or be in the top five. I don't remember what I said, but it doesn't matter because both of them missed the cut. So I'm taking a $20 loss on that. So the current standings is I'm still down 70, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to the our Mendoza line here. And, Shoop, you are just dead even. So let's go you first, bud. What do you got for our worst bet of the week coming up?
1: Well, naturally, tis the season. March Madness is here. I'll be yes. at Diamond Joe Casino tomorrow in Northwood, Iowa. They have a uh, FanDuel sports book. And uh, I like the dogs. I'm, tomorrow, you're going to like this one. Okay. Penn State. I do love that Texas A&M. 10 over 7. Give me 100 units.
0: Ooh, that's a bold bet, Mr. Sheup. And Shoup. Uh, are you going to go money line or are you taking the okay. points?
1: How many points is Penn State Okay,
0: so they are plus 3 right now for essentially even money, minus 110. Um, They are plus 135 on the money line. What would you like?
1: I'll take points.
0: Take the points. So plus 3, and you said 100 units?
2: Hundo. I've only heard him say 100 units, so he's very confident. He is very confident.
0: So that's minus 110. So you are in shoot. Do you have anything else? I thought you said you had a couple.
2: The next
1: day, mm-hmm. all right, after I win 100, I'm going to roll it over for another 100 and take NC State over Creighton. <laughs> How many points they give me in that 11-6? Um,
0: that is another huge 11-6 upset. They, North Carolina State's getting 5.5, and, and the money line is plus 190. What do you like?
1: What's the what's the what's the action on the points?
0: Okay, it's minus one ten. Which most of the time, when you're when you're playing with the line, it's going to be just under even money. So minus one ten.
1: Yep, give me the points on both.
0: Plus but five. I'm parlay it. No, just two separate bets. You got it, bud. Uh, is betting
2: is money for
0: him, Eddie. <laughs> Jassy, of course. Um, gambling is not fully legal in the entire country, so of course we wouldn't um, do that and be legal. So we're just using, betting units for fun. Uh, and then if Em and I ever make it to our local reservations and uh, to a place where it's legal to, to gamble in sports, then we may think about taking part in that action. What do you think? All right. Yeah.
1: All day, baby. I'm so that's
0: good. All right, so here's mine. I got a couple of things as well. I'm going to do some future bets instead of specific uh, games. I'm going to put 10 units each on a couple of the guys that I like. Now, we're going to talk about March Madness a little bit more in depth here, but I like Houston to win it all, which I know is the favorite. I like Alabama, which is the second favorite, and I like Texas, which is seventh or eighth favorite. But the reason is they're still getting plus 450 for Houston, plus 600 for Alabama, and plus 1,400 for Texas to win the whole thing. So um, I'm going to put 10 units each on those three teams, so obviously I can't win all three bets, but if one of them hits, it'll be plus money. Um, and then my second thing, I'm going to do 40 units on the MLS. I'm going to do hometown. The union playing this weekend against Montreal. Montreal has not scored a goal yet. They are minus five in goal differential. And I think the union are back in form. They had a midweek game in the Champions League and they they have two wins and one loss in the season same record as the Sounders uh, but I think the Union are they kind of had a little bit of a lull in that second week but I think they they've hit their form again and against this Montreal squad now it is on the road so they're in Canada they got to go through customs the whole thing so there's some there's some uh, complications to deal with there but I'm going to go home or pick 40 units on the Union to win and they're actually plus 170 so that'd be a nice payday if that comes through and Shoop, you are down as well and we will check in to see what our worst bets did next week and we'll give you a running total uh, did i already throw it to you Jassy? did you want to make a worst bet this week no thank you <laughs> okay uh so our next segment is the nfl is king you know it's funny i still get most people chat with me and talk to me and text me about the stuff that when they've listened to my podcast, uh, our podcast, they, they want to talk NFL. So we're in the throes of, you know, the end of the NHL season. The NBA playoffs are around the corner. You've got March Madness happening. You've got golf kicking off their season. But, man, NFL is king. And even in the offseason, free agency started today. In terms of the Eagles and Seahawks, there was a little bit of a, a marriage Rashad Penny uh, former Seahawks running back who oft injured, uh, but boy, when he stays on the field, he seems to rake. He, I think he's over five yards a carry for his NFL career. The big knock on him is he's just, uh, banged up too often, but the Eagles signed him on a one year deal. And unfortunately, they have released Darius Slay today. Uh, so we won't be able to retain both corners that we were trying to, um, uh, no news on CJ, GJ yet, uh, Gardner Johnson, who's our safety, who the Eagles are trying de- desperately to hang on to. They've already been decimated on the defensive and offensive line. Uh, they lost Javon Hargraves. Uh, they did sign Brandon Graham back. They, Kelsey's coming back. So these are things that are, that are, that are widely, uh, known and talked about already. But I, in terms of my opinion on it, you know, I sort of want to, Kind of not panic and take a deep breath and wait because there's lots of free agency to go. There's a draft to happen. We've got some young kids that are ready to fill those spots. So a lot of people around Philadelphia are panicking. um, But I say take a deep breath. It's only March. Let's wait and see what Howie does. Um, In terms of the Seahawks, other than losing Rashad Penny and signing Geno Smith, I don't really have my finger on that pulse. Um, I I, I, honestly, I, I don't think they've made a ton of moves. I, I've been watching a lot of the national news and the Seahawks really haven't come up. So we'll get into Seahawks more as they make moves down the road. Shoop, you have anything on the national level? I know Rodgers wants to go to the Jets. He had some sort of demand to, to bring in some players. And also Zeke Elliott out and that and the big D. What do you got, Shoop?
1: Well, first of all, you lost Miles Sanders out of Philadelphia. Oh, thank Did you, you for re- thank
0: you for reminding me. Uh, that's another sad bit. Be- you know, bringing in Penny, uh, Penny. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that is apropos. Little,
0: little, little B.T.M. Thank you, thank
1: you Miles.
0: Yeah, Booby Miles. I mean, how do you how do you not like a guy whose nickname is Booby?
1: We all love boobies. You got uh, it. The biggest the biggest uh you know in terms of free agency, the one I think that we're all looking at is obviously the Tennessee Titans released Josh Dobbs. Oh, I would have my eyes
0: squarely on that. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh I you know, Aaron Rodgers cracks me up. He is himself. And I think what he's saying is I'm out of Green Bay. It's been real. New York looks pretty. Um, but I'm not going to go unless I'm comfortable with it. Isn't, I think New York's got to hear him out because they're a contender with a Rock, no question.
0: I know that they have a nice young core and a really solid defense, but isn't New York, especially in the Jets organization, the place where quarterbacks go to die?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Traditionally speaking, look at them; they won a Super Bowl with uh, Broadway Joe and uh, Super Bowl three. Like they had a couple AFC championships in a row with old uh, Sanchez, Dirty but Sanchez, mm-hmm. Butt Fumble Sanchez. Um, but man, that team looked really competitive this year with Mike White, and they are loaded all over the place on both sides of the ball. So. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, if he could stay healthy and just, just be, you know, uh, a standard A-Rod. 80% season. of A-Rod, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the odds I think I saw, think today, I saw today predicting if Aaron Rodgers was the starter for the Jets, they're like, I want to say 8-1 to one to win the AFC. They're like plus 80 to win their division, 8-1 to one to win the AFC, and 14-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. So mm. Vegas clearly likes the New York Jets if if uh number 12 arrives.
0: I don't know, man. I believe it when I see it. It's sort of that uh fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me and I I I don't I I just don't believe it. And you know, part of it's cuz I just haven't seen it with my own eyes. I wasn't around when Joe Namath trotted off the field with his finger waving in the air. The Jets to me are one of the woeful franchises in sports and I don't care who's playing there. I, I mean, obviously, I know that 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 matters, right? The, the roster matters, and but I, they just have to show me. I'm sorry, they got to show it to me, and I and I don't. And, but I, I will uh, agree that it's nice to get Rodgers out of the Eagles conference and the Seahawks conference at that. And really, when the dust settles, you've got uh, who Derek Carr coming into the uh, the conference. Is there is there a huge quarterback threat to my birds and, and possibly the Seattle birds. Like, uh, I'm loving the exodus of quarterbacks out of the conference and into the other one.
1: Yeah, the AFC is is loaded. Especially if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. I mean, that division is going to be black and blue. But we also thought the same about the AFC West last year, and Casey's oh. really the only one that produced –
0: Yeah, I mean, the NFL every year, you just never know what a roster or how a roster is going to compete. You know, it's got, you got stuff on paper, but the NFL is such a team game and it's just all about scheming and how guys play together. And so you're right. But also you forgot there's a rumor out there that even Brady's going to rejoin the AFC East and and go to Miami. And I don't, not sure where that leaves Tua, but can you imagine the division with Rodgers, Brady, Josh Allen and who am I forgetting?
1: Mac Jones and Eli yeah. Zappi. Okay.
0: okay, so the Patriots are clearly not the class of that organization, but I think they were making noise looking to to acquire Jerry Judy or something today, which I don't, I don't know why Denver would get rid of him.
1: See. I, you know, if you if you retire twice, you got to, You know,
0: that's it. Okay, well, Jassy, anything to add to the NFL is King segment? Um, Once again, Shoop, we've forgotten the poker-themed naming of our segment. We're going to get some more production here, maybe have a little jingle for shuffling the deck and the flop and the turn and the river and the showdown and all that stuff. But, Jassy, did we lose you NFL-wise, or what, what what are you seeing for your Seahawks?
2: only follow the Seahawks, but I, I know that Gino's going to stick around and that their backup is gone now. Um, I can't remember what his name is. That's okay.
0: Know, but... We we spoke a little bit about Gino last episode, so what's your quick opinion on it? You, you like giving him the money and having him stick around? Is he your guy? Yeah, I yeah, definitely put 100 units on him. <laughs> uh, 100 units to be, to be the NFL MVP regular season? Yeah, and, but... and I
2: know Absolutely. And I know that we added oh, cool. Josh Jones. Um, I don't know much about him except that he's just a fantastic interior defender, but
0: um Sweet. Yeah. Help you stop the run a bit. I think that was a problem last year, so that's a that's a good pickup yeah, then and I'm good happy insight happy. from you, Jassy.
2: I I really I don't know much yet.
0: Sweet. Well we'll get into that as the off season goes on and we get closer to fall, which is everybody's favorite time of year. Um, how about a quick dip into the NHL? I think the Kraken have lost a couple in a row, but they're still in that number one wild card spot. But they get, need to get their heads out of their rear ends and start playing better again. And boy, oh boy, are our Flyers just horrible. And yet again, they're still not quite horrible. Although I will say they're now second to last in the Eastern Conference. So we got a little bit more losing to go in order to start getting excited about the Dard, because I think we still have like four or five teams that are, have fewer points in the West than the Flyers. And Jesse, uh, maybe you're aware, maybe you're not, but uh, our, our big woe is that they're terrible. So they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're also not so far down that they get a really high draft pick and change the franchise around. So it's sort of a, a horrible state of purgatory that the Flyers are in. And um, it's just woeful to watch them. But I still do. Most games, I will admit that I've zipped through a couple of their blowout losses. But um, keeping an eye on the young kids, there was rumors this week that the Flyers are willing and looking to trade Carter Hart, who has a Seattle connection. He played for the WHL Everett Silvertips. Um, so a lot of people around here know of and love Carter Hart. Um, and I think he's still young enough and the Flyers have a couple of young players and this is something Tim Maxwell and I talked about, but I think there's, he's still young enough to, you know, be patient and build around, give him a couple more years here. Uh, the Flyers are not going to make a Stanley Cup run the next two or three years, but he'll still only be in his mid to late twenties by that time. Um, so I'm gonna be really sad if they trade Carter Hart. Uh we'll see what happens. But your your uh Seattle Kraken hanging on to a wild card spot. They've had a bit of a stumble. They're gonna get right back on the horse and they're gonna start winning again. So look for that and look for future episodes to talk about the upcoming NHL postseason. Uh NBA Sixers staying hot. Uh, I did also want to throw a worst bet. I'm probably going to put 10 units on Joe Embiid to win the regular season MVP. I think right now he's the second favorite, so I think I'm going to get in on that action before he becomes the favorite and get a little bit better price on that, but probably just 10 units. Uh, so I'm going to add that to my bets, and I will update that in a couple of weeks when the NBA regular season ends. But I think he has found his stride. I think people are starting to notice that he's playing both sides of the court. What is it, 180 feet uh, court length? Somebody will check me. Maybe Staff Boy will check that and give us an error next week. But the man protects the rim. He shoots jays. He uh, plays bully ball. Uh, again, we're going to have to have a huge episode about Joe because of my uh, friends who are detractors, but um the Sixers are staying hot. They beat Cleveland tonight. Uh, they finished just before we came on the air, and they have their eyes locked in on that 2C. They're chasing the Celtics, who lost to the woeful Houston Rockets a few days ago. I was watching that game and rooting alongside uh, Jalen Green and just just living and dying on every shot sort of like becoming i always joke about the eagles i have two favorite in the nfl i have two favorite teams i have my eagles of course and whoever's playing at dallas cowboys and when i'm watching the cowboys games i literally root as hard as i would for like an eagles game so that's sort of what was happening the other night when the nice. houston rock well because i hate the cowboys and i mean if we'd like to get in oh <laughs> Well, this is a good topic. Thank you, Jesse, for uh, inspiring this. But now we're going to go off on this tangent. Every Cowboys fan I've ever met in my life, I walk up to them, they're wearing that stupid star, and I go, Hey, what part of Dallas are you from? And over – I've kept stats on this. Okay? I have a spreadsheet, so this is accurate statistics. Over 91.5% of them say, Oh, actually, I'm not from Texas. I'm from Sacramento. But my dad loved the Cowboys when they were... His team. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I'm not from Dallas. I'm from Minnesota. Uh, but, man, when, the, when they were winning their Super Bowls in the 90s, I was uh, a douchebag, and I thought I could just... So, uh, don't get me started. Every Dallas Cowboys fan is a New York Yankees fan, is also a Los Angeles Lakers fan, and a Manchester United fan. And I want to kick them all in the teeth. Now listen, if you're from Dallas and you grew up with the Cowboys and you lived and died—or now you weren't dying much when you're growing up because they were winning so many Super Bowls—but you lived and you know had pain of the Cowboys in the in the olden days because they were your hometown squad. If you lived anywhere close to Dallas, I'll give you the whole state of Texas. I'll give you each surrounding state of Texas, but don't come at me, especially a Philadelphia person. They're they're all over the sewers of Philadelphia, these cockroach Cowboys fans, they scurry around in the dark. And when you flip the lights on, which is every season when they lose and you flip the lights on, they just scurry into their little holes. And of course they, you know, they start off six and one and they start coming out all puffed up and greasy looking like, you know, strutting around like a peacock with his feathers out. Ooh, my boys are going to win. I mean, every year, I mean, I can't even... Shoot, give me some statistics here. When's the last time the Cowboys were in a conference championship even? I think it was 1995 or 6. Like
1: yeah, it's been since Troy Aikman.
0: Yeah, and they, and they constantly call back on how wonderful of a team they are because they have five Super Bowls, and it just makes me puke, Jassy. And being out here in Seattle has only strengthened my resolve of hatred for these people. Because I, I... Listen... NFL Sundays up at the sports book, there are fans up from everywhere. And I go up to everybody. I'm a very outgoing and friendly guy. And I'll go, hey man, uh, you know, he's got a Saints jersey on. You from New Orleans? Yeah, I'm from New Orleans or, uh, you know, from Mississippi. It was close enough or whatever. And, and so we chat and it, inevitably that, that disgusting slimy star walks by and I go, hey man, we should hate each other. I'm an Eagles fan. Let me buy you a beer. And he goes, okay, and then I buy him a bid, and then I sit down next to him, and I go, so we'll of it down, so you from. He goes, oh, open here! And I go, that the fuck. I mean, it's just, I.
1: So not, you, you don't buy into the America's team at all, is what you're saying. You're saying. What, kind of what kind of a question
0: is that, shoot? Well,
1: I'm just saying, being that they're called America's team, I would think that would give their fans the right to live in whatever zip code they live in. But you say, hell no, they're not America's team.
0: America's team, my white Rear end.
1: So, who who are who is America's America.
0: team? That why is- why does there need to be why is there need to be America's teams? Why are we having feedback? Why there? I, I don't understand. You pick a team from where you grew up and go. Now, listen, I am a teeny bit of a hypocrite here because my kids are huge Eagles fans, and I keep telling them, "Guys, you grew up in Seattle when you are when I am long gone, and you are." at a party in 2052 and you know people say why are you wearing an Eagles jersey well and they're gonna go would you grow up in philly and they're gonna go no my dad was a huge eagles fan like I I keep telling them, guys you have the Eagles as your second team but you so I'm trying to raise them but of course it's to no avail they're a huge Eagles fan so they love their
1: dad.
0: and and so you could top. so you can say the same thing about a Cowboys fan who's that But my point is, the dude who I meet who loves the Cowboys because his dad loved the Cowboys. His dad probably grew up in San Francisco, so it's just I I just don't get it. Maybe I'm way off base. Chime in, let me know how horrible the person I am. Cowboys fans, yeah, bring it on, Cowboys fans. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry, we're we're cutting you off. No, 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 it's
2: okay. I just. I listened to your last episode and you were talking smack about Pete Carroll. And I actually have only followed Mariners my whole life. I was a Fairweather fan with the Seahawks. But I ended up being a Seahawks fan because I read... Uh, I, I bought Pete Carroll's um, biography for my ex-husband for his stocking stuffer. And I ended up reading it before... I um gave it to him, and it totally made me a seahawks fan and and also a pete Carroll fan and You know the reason why he chews that game, uh, like crazy
1: here we go go it's, ahead
2: is because he carries a lot of nervous energy he's the youngest of three boys um he's a Virgo. He, he he does it he does it because he has all that extra passion and energy and uh, and you do too eddie so i think you would change your tune about him if you read his biography and maybe you would change your tune on all the dallas fans if you read their biography you know it's like Jeez. don't hate on, don't hate on people until you know their story like Buy them a beer and listen to their story. Don't get mad about the Slimy Star.
0: So someone's got to be close to you that has some soap. that can wash your mouth out because it <laughs> yeah, just wouldn't happen. And here, let me tell you, I'm sure Pete, your boy Pete, and his gum-chewing <laughs> face is a lovely man. Okay, I'm sure he's a lovely man. Getting the East Coast. Here I'm sure go. he's <laughs> a lovely man. But I... Uh, have something I did not make this up, and I might it might even be my radio personality Anthony Gargana who made this up. But there's something in sports and in life, really in general, called hate the face, and it has to do with seeing someone and looking at their face and instantly not liking them, and it's horrible. It's judgmental. It's prejudging. Whatever word you want to use is correct. It's not giving them any chance to, you know, get their personality out and make a judgment call on their personality and who the person is. You just, hold hold, hold on, hold on, let me finish. You just hate their face. (laughs) Uh, Jay Cutler comes to mind as a hate the face. Uh, Pete Carroll for me, is a hate-the-face. Shoop, am I out of line Donaldson. here? Josh Donaldson is a hate-the-face. Hate face. Thank oh you. Goodness. So, Jesse, we're irrational. We're, we're, we're horrible people for it. Judgmental. I mean, yes. you say it. We're standing up and we're being guilty of it, but it's part of the passion of sports. And, of oh. course, Jesse, if I'm in a room with Pete Kyle... I'm gonna shake his hand. I respect him as a coach, but from my from my couch on Sunday, I want to smack his stupid face, and I, I want to <laughs> see the gum like fly out. I'm gonna go back and watch a replay and slow it down and see like the gum and his face like move and like right, the well, gum. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. I'm getting you his biography. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Jassy, <laughs> that's, that's it. Thank you for that. I am a St. Patty's Day (laughs) and a pack of gum. I'm a St. Patty's Day birthday, so uh, this Friday, Friday? yeah, this Friday is everyone celebrating my birthday with a a week wee Guinness. I'll be at the sports book at seven thirty in the morning for breakfast with uh, a couple of my buddies, and there's a and nine fifteen tip off for game or day two of uh, the NCAA March Madness, so we'll be up there hooting and hollering, and then I'm actually going to go to the uh, Kangaroo and Kiwi um, later on in that day, they've got some Irish dancers and a pipe band, Um, so if anybody's local uh, in town, feel free to join me now, Kangaroo. I'm coming up with the book, and I love your face, Eddie. (laughs) Thank you, Jassy. I'm sure somewhere out there, I'm someone's hate the face, but I appreciate that it's not yours. (laughs) (laughs) because there's no right or reason to hate the face. It's just like a biological thing. You just see somebody and you hate their face. Um, Shoot, I've gone on and on here. Before we get into our next segment, did you have anything about Ja or anything else around the NBA?
1: Yeah, I think Ja Morant is getting an unfair deal on this thing. Really? I I didn't know you were going to go this way. Go ahead. Tell us why. Well, I mean, I think, okay, from, like, a legal standpoint, there is some concern as far as, like, how is he, you know, playing for Memphis and he's in Denver on an away game with a firearm. Right. And so I can understand as so people want to know whose gun is that, where did that gun come from, is it a registered gun, and so on and so forth. But I don't think it's illegal for a uh, an adult to have a firearm in a video. Um, we don't know if it was loaded. And I don't know the last time you've been in a gentleman's club. They pat you down pretty severe to get in there. So I think the biggest question for me is like, where did the gun come from? But I think what's happening uh, first and foremost is the NBA uh, kind of sings a certain tune. And Ja is certainly a popular face of the NBA. And so for him to kind of go against that, uh, I'm not going to put any kind of labels on that behavior. To me, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm will. I'm amendment I, guy. I'm going to put. I'm going to put a, a label on it too. I, I, I don't think, and I think maybe you're missing a And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's necessarily the ele- illegality of it. Although you're right, maybe across state lines there were some laws broken there, but it's more the irresponsibility of it. Um, obviously, he's out enjoying himself. There are. Um, I'm, I'm only to assume there are libations happening, uh, whether it be in the form of drinks and or other Mother Nature fun activities, correct?
1: You're talking about the chronic is what you're
0: talking uh, about right uh, now. I don't so know, know what, what chronic what means.
1: Stick, the sticky icky. I don't know
0: what sticky icky means.
1: I'm talking about that weed, son.
0: <laughs> so so at the worst, it's no, I'm sorry, at best, I'm sorry. At best, it's irresponsible for him to be out. I mean, a a responsible gun owner sort of knows not to mix alcohol and other inhibition type of activity. Yes. So.
1: Well, there's truth there. I believe it's actually like it's you know certain people uh, that are able to purchase firearms and even be certified to carry a gun, conceal and carry. I think they can only blow like a point oh four and still legally have a gun on
0: them. Exactly. So there's just irresponsibilities. The and then when you, what your point about being part of the NBA, and he's got a, a reputation is not the right word, but a um, a facade is again not the right word. But you know, it, it's you're right, Troop. It's um, it, it, people are probably overreacting um jared but, allen but jared be allen better
1: played in the nfl for years and had plenty of videos posted with firearms and spears and all of these types of things but it was done in the vein of hunting and there's no criticism there whatsoever mm-hmm. but being that it's jaw and he's in it i guess he was in a stroke club yeah, i don't he was. Know, i couldn't tell was. from the video
0: oh did you watch it four or five times
1: no, I saw it like once just to see okay. what it's all about, and he he flashed a piece, and it, uh, it was a strip
0: club, and you know there's there's an argument being made that uh, you know you don't need that in a strip club, although there's an argument being made that maybe he does need it in a strip club. you need it? Uh, yeah, so again, I think it has more to do with you know the NBA's trying to grow their image and their game, and and um, you know have we even talked like who the hell? took and or leaked this video of him too because there's something to be said there about a man's privacy but um interesting stuff we can probably chat for a long time about that um we'll move on unless you have any cap to put on it shoot
1: no i, I just think that you know uh, i'm guessing he's forced to be out right now i mean they sent him to like some rehab facility I think he's just kind of got to do the dance to stay an NBA darling, being that the NBA has gone you know, very kind of political, and uh, I think he's just kind of a servant to that right now. If he wants to remain a face, he's got to play the game.
0: Well, we're clearly scratching uh, the surface of a very large uh, iceberg that we could talk about in that troop, so maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Love your opinions and thanks for that. Um, MLS moving on, Seattle and Philly. Seattle had a down game and lost, I just think it was 1-0, but that's really um, unusual for them. They're usually a pretty high-scoring club. And then the Union got back on track and won over the weekend and also had a midweek Champions League uh, win. So they're moving on to the quarterfinals in, in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, so, Uh, one of my best bets, or worst bets, sorry, sorry, that was a misnomer. One of my worst bets this week was the MLS Philadelphia Union. So we'll see if they can keep it rolling. Still very, very early in the season, so we'll definitely talk about that a little further down the road. Jassy, Aaron, anything about the MLS before we move on?
1: Soccer to me is like coffee to you, man. Only a few times in my life.
0: Okay, well, I was really excited when the Philadelphia when when Philadelphia got an MLS squad, I I had been an English Premier League fan. It's definitely a little further down my list than our big four sports, but um, you know, Shoop, when you get to know it a little bit better, um, when you get to know the personalities involved, obviously that's with any sport. Uh, it takes a little bit of a step up in my book, and any Philadelphia professional sports, going to be my darling. So I hear you. Jassy, anything on the Sounders? Uh, no, I come from a long line of,
2: of soccer players, but uh, I have not been following them most recently. Well, they're a pretty successful franchise,
0: as you do know. Um, they've, they've won one title. They pretty much are in the quarterfinals every year, sometimes even the semi. I mean, they've made multiple semis and finals. Uh, the fans definitely come out to see the Sounders. I will give credit to my mostly criticized Seattle-based sports fans. I will give credit to the soccer-slash-Sounders fans out here. They packed the stadium, um, win or lose. I, I haven't seen how the stadium is going to be packed, you know, when they have a real down year because they haven't had a real down year. I think they came into the league in 2009. And so, you know, this is, what, the 14th or 15th season, and they just continue to win their their uh, i mean for me it's soccer city in the in the country so shout out to the Sounders fans uh early in the season so we'll get into that a little bit later shoot sure. couple of UFC fights this weekend i got absolutely nothing on the UFC what you
2: got
1: there's a big showdown this saturday um title fight, I believe, I'm going to check right now, but I know the matchup that everyone's ready to see this Saturday is going to be uh, Kamaru Usman, Usman versus Leon Edwards. And this is actually their third fight. So it's,
0: it's Usman uh, Edwards three.
1: Yeah, and uh, Edwards is a dog, plus 210. Usman, the favorite, at minus 260. But both of these guys are uh real strong
0: yes powerful i've, I've uh, watched this fight not super familiar with edwards go ahead
1: yeah leon edwards he had a big win a few years ago against nate diaz diaz kind of rocked him late but uh edwards held on and then his last fight he won the belt um forgive me i can't remember who he beat to win the belt but it was a it was a very emotional fight
0: we'll get Stafford to check that out but No, no, no pressure
1: Yeah. But anyways, as far as the MMA and the UFC this Saturday, that's certainly the highlight. Uh, I'll probably be watching
0: that one. I I was going to ask you, that was my next question. Of course, Saturday night's also going to be, you know, round two, full-fledged, full slate of games for the March Madness. You're going to have to be in a place that has multiple TV shoots.
1: Yeah, you know, the one thing about the UFC is these fights tend to be on later in the evening. So I think NCAA generally wraps up 10, o'clock. Oh, good o'clock, point, so good point. Probably won't be too much uh, in between there, but um yeah, I'll probably be over at Jordan's Man Cave, and I'm sure he'll have things set up quite nicely.
0: Beautiful Man Cave. saw a video of that, and I'm very jealous. And next time I'm in Minneapolis, I'm checking that out for I don't care whatever sporting event it is. Uh, we got two segments left, essentially, and they're kind of biggies. Though we got our March Madness segment, and then our main event for the episode, which is the Mariner season preview, which is why Jassy's joining us and being so patient and hanging on for the entirety of the episode. So once again, thanks, Jassy. Um, okay. Shoot. go ahead, sir. Jassy, sorry. No, I love hanging out. Go awesome. Ahead, well, we're gonna have you back then. Um, Shoop, I filled out a bracket. I'm not a bracket guy. In fact, I would probably say. College hoops and the tournament in general is my least uh, field of knowledge in the sports spectrum. Do you buy that? Are you like me? I love,
1: I love, I love March Madness. I can't get into college hoops until we're here. Uh, Okay. Everything is on the line not a lot you could produce uh, not a lot the teams can do to prepare for their opponent it's just kind of roll the ball out let them
0: fly I, I mean I, if I'm honest I, I watch the tournament every year I get into the tournament I just don't know a whole lot about it because like you I sort of don't even pay attention to college hoops the entire the entire year prior to uh, the tournament of course it's always around my birthday so uh, I'm not sure if that's a, a point for or against it. Uh, but I'm just really not a bracket guy. But I filled one out for our pod, and I wanted to go over our final four and get them on record and see where we're at in a couple of weeks here. I went chalk on the top half. Uh, I do like Alabama and Houston both to make it to the final four. But I, I went way, way no chalk on the bottom. In fact, I got two four seeds making it. I got Tennessee and UConn, uh making it to the final four. And that brings up a huge uh point because earlier in one of our episodes you picked Purdue to go the whole way. They are the one seed in the East and guess what? I don't even have in the, I don't have them even playing in the Elite 8 game. I have them losing to Tennessee and then Tennessee beating Kansas to go to the final four. So convince me I'm wrong. I know you love the big guy there. Who's your yeah. final four? Talk about Purdue. Talk about your upsets. You already got a couple of worst bets down for a couple of first round upsets. I love your passion for the for the tourney. Go ahead, Shoopster.
1: Well, you're not too far off by um, predicting lower seeds to advance to the final four. It's only happened once in 2008. All four one seeds advanced to the final four. Great stat. I have I have uh, Bama Purdue on the top. Mm-hmm. And Houston UCLA on the bottom and UCLA is a two seed. I yep. got Purdue over Houston to win it. I just like that um you got a guy that's seven foot four. I mean yeah. a lot of these games turn into half court battles and if we're gonna go down that road I definitely favor a team with a with a legit big man. Um as far as upsets other than the couple bets that I threw out I'm, i mean you had a big one
0: ship I have to give you credit right off the bat you have Penn State winning um and they're play that's a 10-7 matchup so they're going to you're saying they're going to beat the uh, Texas A&M was it Aggies it's,
1: it's not that uncommon frankly Oh 11, man 11 7, 10, or 11-6 10-7 Those usually happen once twice a year there's even been as low as 15-2 I do not believe there's ever been a 16 up. ups
0: oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you on that. Uh, 2018 was the first ever sixteen seed to beat a one. So it's happened once and only once, and it was 2018.
1: Do you remember who those teams were?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I want to say they had a long name. The sixteen seed had, you know, it was something like UNC St Mary Corpus Christi or something. Um So we'll have Staffway check that up, but um definitely happened in 2018. We were we were in Eastern Washington on a uh, late season hockey tournament trip for my son, and I was watching with a bunch of hockey dads. And in fact, in my hotel room, like I got a larger suite, so we got some places to sit down. And I had a bunch of guys come over, and we were drinking beer and watching the tournament. And the 16 seed beat the one. It's wow, the one and only right. time it's happened.
1: It was the university. Of Maryland, Baltimore something. UMBC Retrievers beat the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia followed up that next season with a national title, by the way. But you're right. Holy cow. 16 over one has happened one time. Crazy. And as I look through my uh, bracket, I don't see that I have anything other than the 10, 7, 11, 6 uh, upsets. So I'm I'm pretty chalky this year myself.
0: Shoop, can you hear me?
1: Oh, yeah, you're real low again. Okay, all right, hang on
0: one second. Um, we had a little bit of audio difficulty there, and I busted out. Shoopster, will you real quick, uh, quickly say again what the 2018 team was, unless you've clicked off of it?
1: No, it's U M B C. So I know it was the University of Maryland, Baltimore. I don't know what the C means, but they beat uh, Virginia, who was the top seed. They beat them by nine. No, by twenty. Yeah, it was by twenty. It was something else. Year though, Virginia did win it. That's crazy. So that, clearly, clearly, they remembered that taste of defeat. Yes. To the next. Tournament.
0: But there is nothing quite like uh, that tournament and all the buzzer beaters. Um, so looking forward to the eve of the tournament starting. Um, we will certainly have multiple co- podcasts before the end of of that show uh, or the end of that tournament. So we will um, we will definitely touch in again on. March Madness, but once once more, Shoop, go over your um, final four so I can write them down. You said Alabama, Houston, UCLA,
1: Alabama, Purdue, and then Houston, UCLA. So okay, that's perfect. One's and a two, and then I have Houston against Purdue in the final. I got Purdue winning
0: it. Well, no, so let's let it st- let's let's stick with your final four, and that way, when we get there, you can uh, possibly. Change, uh, you, you know, your pick. Maybe we'll, maybe at the final four, we can do some more final four picks. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I was told very specifically by Jassy to not include her in the March Madness. So I'm assuming Jassy, have got no little cap to put on our March Madness discussion. Correct. <laughs> love it. Let's move right in then to the purpose of the episode. 55 minutes in, uh, save a few minutes for audio technicalities technical difficulties. Uh Jassy, you've loved the Mariners your whole life. You lived and died with them last year in their incredible run. First um first playoff birth in what was it? Fourteen years. I don't even remember. You're just a diehard. I asked you to do a little bit of recon pre season uh research on the team just tell us about what you've got and i want you to sort of go over a, a lineup and what you think a a an opening day lineup might look like so you've got the floor Jassy. go for it can i tell you why i love them so much well of course we want to hear that so, uh,
2: my grandma had season tickets on the third baseline while I was growing up, and we would take a bus down there every single Aww. time we got to the to the Kingdome. Um, it was just the time of my life. I loved it so much. Uh, anyways, there's there's actually more to my Mariner's story, but I'll save that for another time. Uh, it's actually more exciting than the grandma's yeah, Well, it was very sweet. All right. So...
0: Um, are we just going with the opening day lineup? Yeah. Um, Justin, you have to forgive me. I forget. I sort of was asking you to, um, I thought I had a couple of, oh, I think it was opening day lineup, and then I wanted to discuss with you some of the rule changes. Does that sound okay. right to you? Yeah. Okay. So give me an opening day lineup, including, you know, obviously spot in the lineup and position, because uh, Shoop and I are Mariners noobs. And many of my listeners are, too. They're mostly uh, Philly guys or gals. Um, so pretend like you're explaining the team to a total non-fan and tell us who's what your lineup's going to look like.
2: All right. Just for the record, I'm also a Philly fan because of you. I watch <laughs> them uh, religiously and enjoy their games just as much now. So I want to shout out to all the Philly
1: people. Go Philly Dogs! Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Talk about an influencer.
2: Yeah, the only time that I don't root for the Phillies would be if we played them. Of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. So uh, I've got leading off uh, at second base, Colton Wong. So we got him from Milwaukee, and I love Jerry DePoto. He's so smart. He tried to sign him um, a couple years ago, and so right away I'm a fan. I'm nervous about having him in leadoff, but that's where he's going to be. He's a Libra, so uh, it's going to be a good year for him anyway, so I
1: have... Five. Yeah, Libra. But... Yeah,
2: Shoop's
0: a Libra. Shoop's a Libra. A Libra. Colton Wong's a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: then in second slot, Julio for you boys. Julio! Um, uh, Ty France, uh, this is also for uh, Michael. At, he's my pick for uh, batting average at 285. That was something specifically that Michael asked me about. Okay. Uh, Teo, Teo Hernandez, he's also a Libra. Got him in right field. Um, Gino like Sprez at third, um, batting fifth. Cal Raleigh, uh, big dump. He's our switch hitter. So normally, uh, Scott likes to do right, left, right, left. And all these guys I've got at the top are righties. And then the guys at the bottom are lefties. So I bet you anything. We've got so many guys in the rafters, though. Um, Like, we just have some injuries going on right now. So uh, Taylor Trammell, who I love. Uh, he has a hand injury. Cade Marlowe, he's got an oblique strain. Um, those guys, I believe, are both lefties, so I think they'll probably end up uh, getting up in the lineup eventually. And then our utility players, I love Haggerty so much. Um, he's our speed. He's got so much passion. I wish he was uh, on the – every single day. I wish he was there every single day. Um, anyways, where where was I at? Oh, yeah. All right, so Jared Kellenick. He's the guy that um, you guys were gonna watch for. Um, he's just been killing it uh, in spring training. Okay. Got him in left field, batting seven. And then uh, this is the guy that I switched: uh, Cooper Hummel. So he's a Sagittarius. He's also a switch hitter. Sagittarius is supposed to have a great year this year. Mm. Um, he's a he's a lefty. He's had seventeen at bats um, with three home runs five hits he's batting 294 five rbis um he can play outfield he can play catcher he's from portland so he loves the mariners i love his passion he's one of those guys that so i don't have a hate your face i have a love your face um, most most people i i love their face but i especially love uh cooper hummel's face so watch for him and then i've got jp crawford at nine um and he's our shortstop. I think he's a big leader on the team. I think he'll eventually move up in the lineup, too. I think Scott's probably going to end up switching. <laughs> he's get, Scott's going to end up switching my lineup.
0: <laughs> well, you, you, you have to have a choice. Now, i got a couple of questions. First of all, Cal Raleigh, your your Keesha catcher, and, and what's his nickname? Ooh, are you there? Jassy, are you there? Hello, hello. Okay, so, uh, dealing with some more audio difficulties, I'm gonna ask you, Jassy, did you say that Cal Raleigh's, Cal Raleigh had a nickname?
2: Yes, it's Big Dump.
0: Now, explain that.
1: Uh, That's awesome.
2: So, it's for his big butt and his big (laughs) hips.
0: Okay. <clears throat>
1: Something I usually get after a
0: cup of coffee, Ed. Uh, I, 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 honestly, uh, Jassy said that in the OG episode four, and I didn't touch on it. And then I wanted to ask her again today about that. Um, and my second question on your wonderful breakdown of the manager's lineup is: How come Julio's not leading off? I've seen that dude play; he's the fastest guy in the field. He hits for average. Yeah, he's got pop. But w- what what's so special about Wong?
2: There's nothing special about him that I know yet, except that that's where they're putting him. So I I definitely, if, if I was uh, the coach of the Mariners, mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely put it off. But I know uh, just from all the interviews that I've seen and the um, podcast that I've listened to that Colton's going to be there. So I have to. Um, give him the benefit of the doubt, and see how he does. Plus, like I said, he's a Libra, and this is a really good year for
0: Libras. So, Well, um, I, I guess that's all we need to hear is that he's a Libra, and he'll be batting leadoff. I mean, you got your reasons, girl. Go with it.
1: They just start putting that on the back of the card. You know, 5'10", 180,
2: <laughs> throws left, it's right. Libra. Pisces.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it
2: really does. It works for me,
0: so. Well, Jassy, uh, once again, you, you've been so patient because, you know, the first time you went through, we had audio difficulties and we had to scrap the episode. This time, and hopefully I've edited most of this out, but you were talking and I just completely lost everybody, so we had to go back and re-ask a question. So, your patience is only been surpassed by, uh, surpassed by your thoroughness and your, and your knowledge of the Mariners. So, How about you give me a quick prediction for wins on the season? 99. 99, 99, baby. That would be one of their best seasons ever. I fully expect to see it. I have faith in them. Uh, I'm hoping that we get both, both teams in the playoffs again like last year. Oh, no. I we we hope
1: that Houston doesn't have more than 110.
0: Yeah, they're another good team. Jesse, did we lose here or are you there? It's time. It's time for Houston to be done. It just is. Okay, so um getting to the end of the episode. It's officially our longest episode. Uh, a little choppy at the end here. Apologize for that. We will. I promise you, we will get these audio problems worked out. And we're gonna sound like a real professional podcast way sooner than later. Um, Ship, anything to add before we say goodbye to our lovely and wonderful guest, Jassy Glasgow, for her season preview of the Mariners.
1: I, I'm out of bullets over here.
0: Out of bullets. So let's move on now. I want to quick say about what we're, uh, I'm, I'm rushing now because our audio problems have bit me on the rear end again. Um, we're definitely going to have a Philly season preview coming up next week-ish. I'm um, have Maggie on. She's going to blow everyone's mind with her Philly's knowledge. Um, shoot, we got to do a Masters preview. I know you're not a huge golf guy, but I'll get some guests on and we're going to break down the Masters and probably talk for way longer than we need to. I love the masters it's by far my favorite tournament of the year i've been there three times we'll get into more of that of course we'll have more march madness um uh, before we leave i did want to give a shout out to Ruben hosting a poker party i bust his balls all the time because of his lack of poker skills i gotta I give it to him you, <laughs> jesse loves you Ruben. He, he played better he didn't have any terrible real terrible suckouts. He did have one big pot that he won that I got my money in with the best of it and he, uh, and he won a coin flip, but it, it wasn't a total suck out. And then props to him on a really, um, large call late in the night. Uh, but he did everything right. He, 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 he broke down the hand and he, he called me with a strong hand and you know, the car just didn't fall my way. So, Rube, you got me this time. I'm coming back. Don't you worry. I'll be taking all your money uh, sooner rather than later. We're going to wrap it up here. Jassy McMillan, you've been wonderful and patient and really come on anytime. We love shooting the shit with you. Shoot. Say goodbye to Jassy.
1: Thank you again. That was wonderful. Look forward to watching the Seattle Mariners this year and uh, keeping an eye out for those Libras.
2: Thanks, you guys. I I love how sports can connect us,
0: so I'll be on any time you'll have me. Great. Thanks, Jesse, again. Shoopster, thanks again. We're going to wrap it up here. Everybody, look out for the podcast, not only on Podbean, but on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, and Amazon. Those are the ones we're heading for first. So once again, thanks, everybody who's listening. All love to the family and friends out there. Uh share and comment all that good stuff get our pod to grow a little bit, and I thank you all. We'll see you later thanks guys
2: peace bye.